Hello and welcome to Phoning It In, the improvised phone-in show where the callers have no idea what they're calling in to talk about. My name is Dave Coffey. Um, I've been getting a lot of inquiries and uh, it is true, my birthday is this week. It's uh, Wednesday, December 12th. Uh, you can have presents sent to me uh, via Headstuff. Uh, so David Coffey, care of Headstuff Studios. Um, I don't believe in uh, charitable donations as a gift. Um, if you want to give money to charity, that's fine. Do it on your own birthday, not mine. The usual phone lines are open, so get calling. Okay, we're going to kick things off this week with our topic of the week. This week we're talking about commuter woes. Alan, you were knocked down by the Lewis, is that right? I was, yeah, Dave. Firstly, thanks for me for having me on the show. Oh, Alan, you, you've you been on the show before talking about the Lewis. Is I have, yeah. I have an issue there with the Lewis. And, uh, you, were, you were trapped on the Lewis for 20 minutes. Trapped on the Lewis for 20 whole minutes. Yeah, uh, I remember. By myself. And uh, on numerous occasions, one time I got stabbed on Lewis. Yes. Oh, well, was, you did stab yourself, though. Accident. Yeah, accidentally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, when you carry a knife, uh, things, things like that. Carry a knife from work, and then there's a, a stab suddenly, and I fell over yeah. and stabbed myself in a mouth. Yeah, Under yeah. the chin, up. Cough me tongue. Yeah. It was flapping around for ages on the floor, Lewis. This one Yeah, well, like, we don't need to go into the. This one, yeah, I got knocked down by Lewis. I was at Steam's Green. I was coming back from work at Steam's Green Shop Center. And I walked out. And next thing is Lewis comes flying around the corner. Me and mine's there. Um, it doesn't even beep his horn. And then he runs me over and drags me about. It dragged you? Drags me about a million miles up the road. <laughs> I say it was at least, if it was a day, it was a million miles. And did the driver not stop at all? No, he didn't. He did he stop. No. Um, well, we obviously knew you were going to be on, so we got in touch with the Lewis. Um, and we have Chris Stevenson on the phone. Chris, you, you spoke to us the last Chris time. Chris Stevenson, I presume. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got to say for yourself this time? Hey, Dave, how are you getting on? Chris, thanks for coming back on. Remember uh, me? Yeah, Alan had trouble with the Lewis before. Mm-hmm. You're you're aware of Alan? Oh, we're very familiar with, with Alan. Yeah. 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 Um, what do you say this time? I mean, he's been Look, knocked. <laughs> Dave, this is a weekly affair. I know this is the second time he's called, but he's been doing this every week. So he's got what, some. What else? What kind of things? Standing by it, seeing it, staring at him. <laughs> Give me the beady eyes. Yeah. The Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes he complains it's not an elevator. When he goes in through the doors, one go up the sky. <laughs> he doesn't understand that the Lewis doesn't go up. It never went up, though, Alan. Yeah. It was never designed to go up. He seems as well to be going to great lengths, great lengths to issue these complaints. How so? He might be putting some money into issuing these complaints. He's hired solicitors. We've got right. solicitor letters. Yeah. Um, he's shown up in suits to our office. More uh, than one suits. What do you mean? I put a suit on, then I put another suit on top of it. On top of it, yeah. Yeah, well, that's. And it seems like maybe you've got a grudge with the Lewis. I got loads of them. No, but I mean, uh, like, these aren't founded allegations. Like, you seem to have some particular issue. I don't barely have a bit of skin left on my body (laughs) from being dragged up the road a million miles, I say. Is that true, though, Anna? I mean. The last time we, you said that you were you were locked on the on the Lewis or was stopped on the Lewis for twenty minutes in Cowper, but it turned out that the, the tram was out of service. The Lewis wasn't in operation yeah. that day. There so was no I, I Lewis mean, in operation <clears throat> that day. How was I supposed to know? I know mine reader. I don't know how you got on. What's your business? Well, look, uh, when you were run <laughs> over, you when you were run over by the Lewis, did you try and call the ambulance or um, anything like that? What were those jokers now doing? No, I went home. 
You went home, even though you're so injured yeah, that you're barely any Jean skin. Well, look, your wife's on the line, so maybe she can oh, give no. us she can give us an, an insight. Uh, Louise, hello, hello, how are you? Look, my Alan, as I absolutely loves the Lewis, and he has loads of little models. He's got loads of like paraphernalia. He wears a little Lewis, well, he doesn't anymore, but he used to wear a little Lewis t-shirt, didn't you? Yeah. And I'm so sad that the relationship has ended this way. Um, he he actually didn't have much skin on him when he came home that night after being, you know, dragged, like he said, a thousand times a million light years an hour, like he was absolutely in bits. And, um, in bits, Dave? One of his eyes was a bit askew for like five days. That was from before. His nails were all black and he'd been abused by people on the, on the train, slagging him um, because he was dressed like he is a guy individual fashion. And well, I love that about him. Well, he was dressed like a little teddy bear, but like on his feet, he do, he didn't go with like the bare feet. He had like um, like not bare feet, not, like not bare bears, feet. But, yeah. Like so, he had a little pair of wellies on him, but they were the little heel ones. He, uh, I just, I just feel real sad for him because it was a lovely thing they had going. We used to take the kids every week on the Lewis. Uh, they were Lewis mad too. We're not allowed to look at the Lewis. We're not allowed to speak about the Lewis. We're not allowed to think about the Lewis now well, after this. Oh, because of this. And the driver and the company themselves have been so rude to Alan. Okay, so how do you respond to that? Well, the issue is that he was dragged several feet by the Lewis, yeah? Yeah. Miles. You, miles, yeah, but if you look at the CCTV footage... He was just on the Lewis. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't dragged. He yes, just dragged the Lewis. But from within. Yeah. yeah, but he's just, he doesn't understand that getting a lift on the Lewis isn't being dragged. Yeah, yeah. And he'd no skin, obviously, because he was dressed like a bear, like in a bear costume. This so it was is it. Fur. He thought he had to remove his skin so he could dress up as a bear. Yeah. No, you don't see. There's lots of problems there. Yeah. There's sensory issues with Alan. The sensory issues, and there's also a bit of vertigo. So, like, there's a lot of things combining mm. to make him have. What but it he does had sound like day. he's got an unhealthy obsession with the Lewis. Like you said yourself, he had the he toys. He never touched the Lewis. He never put that in there. I touched the Lewis. The bum was, like they the Lewis said, on bum. stop that. You're digging yourself a hole. He didn't do nothing with the Lewis. <sighs> Chris, where do we go from here? Um, look, he's a member of our community. He's welcome on our Lewis anytime. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. Thanks for calling in, and Chris, thanks for trying to address these issues for Alan. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you can go it. to hell, Chris Stevenson. Christ's sake. Uh, Mick is on the line. Mick, you're a bus driver, and you're fed up with rude passengers. Is that right? I am, yeah. I'm sick, sick to me absolute teeth about some of the rudeness of some of these people. What kind of I'm things... I'm trying to do my job. What kind of things are they doing, Mick? Uh, they'd stick their tongue out at me. With the putting in coins, they would sometimes put in those uh, little round slices of ham you get in Dairyly Lunchables. Yeah, instead of coins. Clogs up the machine. Uh, so they're not even trying to trick you, it's just to, to break the machine. Well, I mean, it's a, some sort of a trick, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've heard of the pink pound, um, but this is getting ridiculous. Um, so the other things they would do, they would uh, lean over and change my radio station uh, as I'm driving. Uh, they beat me horn and then other motorists get annoyed at me. Thinking it's you, yeah. Thinking it's me. Um, other things, they would sometimes defecate at the back of the bus Jesus. and say, that's for you, that clean up. Jesus. Just very cheeky behaviour. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a beyond cheeky. That's uh, beyond criminal. Oh, well, you could argue that, yeah, yeah, definitely. And what would you do, say, now, when someone leans in and they're trying to change the channel on your radio, will you, will you stop them or do you just have I'll to give them a little slap on the, on the wrist? But, mm. I mean, that's about as far as I can take it, uh, legally well, speaking. Yeah, what happens to you if you try and defend yourself? Oh, you'd be brought up in some sort of bus tribunal, I assume. Yeah, uh, if that's what happened to colleagues of yours? Uh, several. Well, a friend of mine, he would take no nonsense whatsoever. 
and uh, if you give him any abuse at all, he. I remember one time, uh, this lad tried to pay with uh, some sterling, and uh, what he did was uh, he said, "I'm not having any of that." He grabbed his head, he pulled it in through the window, and he pulled up the window, essentially choking your man, and he just drove, and bro- broke suddenly at the at every bus stop. And uh, your man's neck was in bits. And your friend that did that then, the bus driver, what happened to him? Uh, all the lads bought them points and it looked fairly good at the start, but uh, he soon lost his job. Right. Well, look, we have a representative from Dublin Bus. Oh, uh, this will be good now. The, the big wigs, is it? Uh, Darius Hill. Yeah. Um, this is one of your drivers is making a very serious complaint about the public, Darius. What what do you have to say? Are the drivers protected? The drivers, uh, they've... Uh, See, these guys, they've got a perfectly good uh, state-paid job and they're forever kicking up a fuss. Kicking up a fuss. They'd strike at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Absolute whinging, whinging boggers. I wouldn't strike, first of all, from I'm Dublin born and bred, I wouldn't drop at the strike of, I wouldn't strike at the drop of a hat or I wouldn't strike, I wouldn't drop at the strike of a hat. If somebody struck the hat off my head I wouldn't drop everything I'd keep going I, do you know what I'd strike at I'd strike at the drop of a pair of trousers I can't understand your rural gibberings now Dave I think this man's from, I'd like from to, Dublin I'd like to address the public here say that you have nothing to worry about any complaints any complaints you have simply bring them to the, the head off send them to email them to us and let we me ask address you this. them when is the last time you actually got on a bus the last I've never been on a on a bus in my life. There we go. There we go. How do you supposed to run a bus company if you've never been? That's like running McDonald's and never even tasting a burger. Let me ask you this. Yeah. What are you saying? Can you translate this? I'm uh, asking him that. He, I'm he's saying, saying how can you run a bus company if you've never even been on a bus? I am the PR man. Yes. I go, come yeah. out whenever I'm troubleshooter. Whenever. Egypt's like Mick. Yeah, PR, silent, ICK. <laughs> Just after getting a high five from my friend. Right, that was. I'll, I'll give him that. Oh, you understood that then? Selective I, I, hearing, I, I, is it? Listen, my job is a complicated one. It involves many different uh, mind games and strategies. How do you get to walk in the morning? I take a bicycle. Where do you live? I live in Ballyfermot. That's where I live. Whereabouts? Do you know where that chipper burned down? Yes. I live in that chipper. In the burnt out. Shell of the well at the back. It's not as bad. This bit of smoke damage, but nothing. Yeah, nothing more complaining. We've started this new scheme now. We're we're going to let go of all of our drivers, mm-hmm. usher in a new wave of of drivers. Robots? No, not robots. It's artificial intelligence, is what it is. A robot implies some kind of thing um, with um, arms and yes. legs. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this one would have no. a face or a head or anything. No, oh, we'll have a face. But, a, but a no, face. no arms and legs. Uh, for now, no arms and legs, but yeah. it will have a very human-like face. And what about every time that a poor uh, mother of four is getting on with our Christmas shopping and our kids hanging off our teeth, and she says, I'm 20 cent short driver, would you mind just letting me through? What's a robot going to say to that? Oh, it goes no compute. Oh, sorry, love. What happens is, it is given, she is given, I didn't mean to, she is given 30 seconds to leave the bus and find an alternate way of getting to her destination. And if she doesn't get off in 30 seconds? If she does not comply, we we said a bolt of energy will shoot out from the ticket uh, machine yeah. 
doesn't even know the proper name for it. And whatever it is. And we'll send her flying out the door. And uh, and then the bus simply carries on the journey. Now, yeah. where's the human touch? The human touch? Where's the human you touch? You mean like your friend dragging that poor... Ah, he was a messer. No, there's human touch. We want to completely abolish the human touch mm. out of Dublin bus. And we've put it to a poll. Frankly, so does everyone else. What will you do, you and your fellow bus drivers, if you're all let go and replaced with AI? I suppose we'll have to resort to a sort of a Mad Max sort of lifestyle where we just uh, steal all the cars and take what we want from the women. That's <laughs> Is that the way things are going? That's the way he wants it to go. I He's replacing me with bloody R2-D2 uh, driving the 39A. Well, I wish I could program they... you to shut your mouth. Yeah, I well, wish you had more uh, artificial intelligence in your head, not knowing empty. Um, Mick, I'm sorry, we're not gonna we're not gonna get any satisfaction for you today. I don't think. Um, in the words of Mick Jagger, I can't get any satisfaction. Yeah, that's it. Well, listen, thanks so much for calling in, and Darius, thank you for your time as well. Thank you, Dave. Mary, uh, you've started a petition to get some changes made on the dart. Is that right? Yes. What's wrong with the I dart? I have. The dart, for me, has been just such a source of anxiety lately. I've found, you know, there's been rats. There's been on the dart. nappies. On yes, the dart. on the dart, on my seat. Used nappies? Used sanitary tap. That's not the worst. What I don't like is the people that are sitting there with me. There's a group of uh, goths, I believe they're called. One of them actually took off his top. He had a, he had a T-shirt saying, Dead Kennedys. I don't know, do you know about the spate of tragedies with the Kennedys uh, in America? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite recent. I mean, Quite recent. multiple Blank assassinations. Crash, 1998, yeah. I think. Yeah. So disrespectful. I stood up. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay, take a moment. I, I, st- I stood up and I, I said, I said, have some respect, you little chimp. Yeah, I've got, I just, I really do now. I have so much respect for the Kennedys. I yes, just, I was yeah, so yeah. upset. Oh, we were all very upset. And I, yeah. I just, I took out my phone and I snapped a picture of them. I snapped a quick pic. Okay, well, look, uh, you've got a petition going. What, what, what's the specifics here? What are you trying to get them to do? I want to be in charge of who's getting on that thing. I want to set up a kind of a turnstile. I can do it from remotely. Could be my home. I want to say yes, no, maybe. <laughs> Maybe what it can be filtered through on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon when I've got some free time. I so can, they'll come up to the dart station, you'll say maybe, and they'll have to leave well, and come I'll back on Sunday. Well, I'll send them a quick email saying, show me why I should let you on. Okay, Give so they, me a small they can gift. make a, a, a case for themselves then. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah it's fair enough. Well, look, we have um, uh, someone on the line who might be able to in, um, help. Uh, his name is Albert Stokes, and he is an inventor who thinks he might have a solution to your problem. Hello. Albert. Dave, how are you getting on? How are you doing, Albert? Uh, I've got a little bit of an invention here. I think it might help that lady on the phone. I don't know what her name is, but I'm going to continue on. What's her name? Mary. Mary. Hello. I've got a solution to a problem just for you. It's an invention I've been trying to uh, get out off the ground. Um, It's basically, it's a mini dart for each individual passenger. So you've got a little seat. You've got a little seat to yourself. You're totally covered. Very, very comfortable. There's a little radio in there as well. And you can adjust your own windows yourself, and you don't even have to go on the track. There's wheels That's on this machine, so, so this can run anywhere. Yes. Okay. Is it? How is it powered? Uh, petrol. Pe- petrol. Okay. So you've got how many wheels? Four. Four wheels and it's a space. An internal combustion engine. Would it be faster if it ran on the dart line? Do you think? Um, Would there be too many? Well, it'd just be a lot of traffic on the dart yeah. line. Uh, so uh, you, could, you could use roads. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's traffic on the roads as well. With what? Uh, well, I suppose cars, automobiles. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Dev, I, I haven't thought this through. Well, what you're describing, I suppose, is, has similarities with a, a car. I suppose oh, it's a mine, small car. Mine would cost 500,000 euro each. I mean... Even and it would take me about six months to build because <laughs> I build it specifically for every person. Oh, they're bespoke, each one. What does that mean? Uh, it's built specifically. <laughs> okay. I was told by my lawyers not to call it a car. Mini Dart. Mini Dart is the official name for it now. <laughs> Matt. Matt. People could get fused with cattle sales. Oh. Uh, your, 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 your lawyers don't have a problem with Mini Dart? They don't have a problem getting confused with cattle sales. That's true, yeah. But, I mean, legally, you could be on... Shaky ground. Um, no, no, it has to be on solid ground. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, Albert, thanks so much for calling in. Best of luck with the petition. Thank you. Thanks for Thank calling you, in. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Up to 90, the podcast where we discuss anything and everything from the 90s. So, we're going to talk like Louise Woodward, Italian 90, Macarena, Julie. Goodfellas Pizza, at Macaulay Culkin, because like, he was such a big deal. We all, we'd all, Julie! Just think, yeah? They'll get it. Will they? Of course. Okay. Up to 90, it's a podcast about the 90s. With me, Emma Dorn. And me, Julie J. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, CatholicMatch.com, Tinder, um, Plenty of Fish, you know, all the usual oh, spots. Judy. They'll get it. Up to 90. Okay, we're going to move on to some other callers now. And um, Trevor, what's going on over on Lambay Island? Ah, oh, it's an absolute pandemonium here. It's a maniac festival. Do you know what I mean? I don't. What do you mean? We're losing our minds over here, man. I've never had such a wild time in my entire life. So, this sorry, is crazy. Is this uh, some kind of actual festival, or is it? Is it an actual festival? Was um, was Wo- was Woodstock a festival? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, then I think this might be also a festival. Okay, actually. so yeah. are you? It's are you, crazy here. Have you? <laughs> have you organised this festival? Single-handedly. Okay, and and how many people are there? Or this maniac. That legend, uh, this absolute twat, and uh, himself. Are, are you just talking about? Are these all you? Are they, sorry, come again. Are these? Can't are you, hear you over the, the crack. But this I, festival is mental. Is it just you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. So you're having a festival on your own. Say again, man. <laughs> Trevor, you're having a you're having a festival on your own. Is, is what you're saying. Festival you can't hear. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it's me here. Who else? Yeah, it's got. No, it's got myself here anyway. And it's just you gotta here. You gotta come over here or to, someone to Lambay Island. Anyone? Is there any uh, entertainment at this festival? <laughs> It'd be hard to be bored in my com- company now. I say that's what I tell myself. Anyone? What do you do? Anyone come over? What do you do that's so entertaining or... Nightlife. Culture. Uh, mad happenings, pop-ups, spontaneity. Living. Okay, so... It's the dream. Come over now. So if I did come over, if I got yeah, on a boat... I'll text you I'll get, I'll get yours and call you. <laughs> come over, come over, come over, please. But if I did, 
get on a boat. On a boat? To Lambay Island. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would I see when I arrived? Is there any, like, stage or um, campsite? Whatever your wildest dreams can bring, bring into your head, man, because this place is fucking mental. You come here, right? Uh, to my gaff, and we'll head on to Lambay from there. I'll just go, because I, I came back to call you, and then whatever, I'll just come to my house. Okay, so... I'll, I'll send you my address in a text, and you just come straight to my house. <laughs> so there's no one on Lambay Island right now? Currently. Yeah. There isn't. Okay. Okay, well, so, is this a call-out, though, for... Are you trying to get large crowds to come? Yeah. Come to my house, whoever. I'll text me address. And then... I'll show you his Lambie Island. It's mental. And <laughs> is there a charge? Is there an entry fee or anything? <laughs> fucking, I'll fucking pay you. <laughs> However you want. However much you want. However much money you want. I'll, get, I'll find that. I'll give it to you. Just come over, please. Please come to my address. Okay, Trevor. Um... <sighs> please come over. Get your sweet behoons <laughs> dune here. You mad. You mad, Mac. Mentalist. So, yeah, Shalambe. Crazy. F- mad festival. Is there a name for the festival, Trevor? Lambe, Lambe. Lambambo. Main stage. What was that again? Lambe. Lambongo. The dance, main dance for stage. Please come over. Okay, Trevor. Thanks so much. We'll spread the word. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. Cheers, Dave. This show is supported through our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash phoning it in show. Um, the show is free, uh, but you can support it by signing up to Patreon. And for $5 a month, you'll get access to loads of extra content and you'll support the show and help us uh, keep going. So we've got uh, live shows up there. We've got bonus calls that didn't make it into the show. We've got extended cuts of uh, certain calls and certain uh, parts of the show and also just of to- full episodes so sometimes you can listen to a completely uncut uh, recording of the show there's some stuff up there for free which you can check out before choosing to become a patron uh, uh, this show is free but a lot of work goes into it if you want to support us with the price of a cup of coffee or a pint once a month that would be great if you can't support us financially that's cool please spread the word tell some friends share your favourite episodes on social media or if you haven't already uh, please subscribe rate and review us on iTunes as it really helps people to find the show um, my special guest in studio today is Dennis Denby. He's an advocate for the ancient practice of cosmic commanding and the author of the book Command, Create and Conquer, A Beginner's Guide to Getting Everything You Ever Wanted. Dennis, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you doing? Uh, Dennis is my name, um, but I'm sure you already know that. <laughs> for those that, uh, that don't know Dennis, uh, cosmic commanding has been described as positive thinking on steroids. Yes. Can you explain how it works? Well, first of all, uh, I used to work in Dwarda. Uh I worked, uh, first of all, in a furniture shop, um, which was called Dwarda Japanese Mahogany. i say that again. Dwarda Japanese Mahogany. Yeah. Uh, I was soon fired, and then uh, I used to make my money. I would watch cars. Uh, watch what? Ca- cars. Yeah. If you, if anyone who ever drives around Rawdale would know that if you park up in the streets, you have to top up your ticket every so often. So I would uh, mind all the cars. Yeah. Uh, so people doing the women do the shopping or whatever. Lads going to the pub, and I'd watch all the cars, and I would just top up the tickets. But um, I ran into a bit of trouble after I lost a bus. 
you lost the bus. bus. I flew the bus. What happened to it, you know? Well, to sleep, because I used to forget which keys went into which car, so I would oh, okay, uh, yeah. just leave all the cars open. And uh, the bus driver said he just went in to get a quick pick, and uh, he said, just mind that bus there, because it's full of kids, and uh, it was about half three. And I wasn't watching what I was at, I was looking at a type of a new board I hadn't seen before. And some messer just ran off with the bus and the kids have never been returned. That's it, never seen again? Never seen again. So I decided... That I'm must have been a real setback for you, was it? Oh, well, it was definitely a soul-searching time in my life. And that's when I got into the subject that we're now talking about. Cosmic commanding. That's um, it, yeah. So how does it work? What do you do in order to... Well, you just tell people what you want and hopefully they listen to you. And uh, I do, like, mood boards. Uh, yeah. So, like, on my mood board, I've got a picture of uh, Pamela Anderson. I've got a Porsche 9-11. I've got uh, a fireman from 9-11, because I always wanted to be a fireman during the disaster. Um, what else have I got? I've got a picture of a father hugging a son. Um, I've, what does that represent for you? Uh, I've always wanted to hug a child. Yeah. And be a father. Or we got a hug from a father. Yeah. Because I didn't have any. I didn't have either. Yes. Um, kinder eggs. That's the last thing. Kinder eggs. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, have you, have, have, has any of this come to pass? Has any of it come true? Well, I'm big into the moon. Um, and I would watch the moon most nights. So, uh, for instance, when the moon is very big and fat, I feel very full. But that's usually because I have a very big meal on a full moon. Yes. Uh, do you have any more questions? <laughs> have you met Pamela Anderson yet? No, but I do watch a lot of videos on YouTube. <laughs> so that's that. Me and George Hook actually set up a Pamela Anderson Irish fan club. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, but George had to be kicked out, to be honest. Why? Some of the stuff he was sending me. Like, I like this lady in a nice way. Yes. Like he, I like I like Baywatch, I like Stacked, I like VIP, I like Bad Wire, but that's about as racy as I get. Yes. But the stuff George would be into it's homemade a lot of it. Yes, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. not into that at all. Yeah. And I had to, I had to have a meeting with George and we had a board of director meeting, it took me and him and I said, George, listen, I, I love hanging out with you, but this is too much. I get you, yeah, yeah. Well, look, uh, Roger's on the line. Roger, um, hello, Roger. You hello. took one of Dennis's workshops on um, cosmic commanding. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and um, I was having an issue uh, in my personal life at the time. Uh, I felt like my marriage has fallen apart, and I just couldn't get through to my wife. And I asked him for some advice. I remember, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and well, yeah. Well, what he said to me was like, you know, when the moon is fullest, um, you'll know what to do. Mm-hmm. I right. didn't know what that meant and um, I kind of just went with my first impulse left my wife I really regret it <laughs> and I'm having a really hard time just trying to get my family back do you understand? I'm well, having a hard time trying to get my family back because I, of the yeah. advice you gave me which I followed and I'm after losing my family now well, to do be you understand? I, I, know, I understand what I uh, do you understand how drastic that is? it's the rustic park uh, <laughs> I, un- I understand uh, to be honest when, when Roger came to me uh we had a series of meetings and I lost all of my notes. And 18 months ago. Yeah, I gave him very, very vague advice, hoping <laughs> that it would all work out. Now, I'm sorry, Roger. Did you make a mood board? Yeah. What's on your mood board? Picture of me and my family. 
Well, first of all, that was just a picture of his family. That wasn't a mood board, really. It's not really a mood board, then, is it? It's just a photograph. No, I mean, like, a mood board is supposed to colour the pictures and stick them on with cars and stuff. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> Will I try that? I mean, it can't hurt, right? This one was, I'm sorry. But at the end of the day, there's plenty more efficiency. I give Roger advice, very, very clear advice, that he should dress up as a childminder. Maybe put on a Polish accent and come into the house and mind the kids when she's not there. I don't know where I got the idea, but I think I read it in a book. You read it in a book? In a book, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you, would you consider that? Would Look, you give it a go? Real life, I tried it. It was obvious from the get-go that it was me. Why? Okay, I was wearing, I was wearing a dress. I was crying my eyes out. <laughs> I was at the front door. I couldn't even get the keys in the door. I was so distraught. Well, I told you this. I told you, make sure you're not crying when you go to the door. Because Polish women don't cry. I was bereft. Well, you shouldn't have been putting your keys in the door either if you're supposed to be... Uh... I'm not... I don't know how am I supposed to know how to handle these situations. I got the dress. I drove over. Did you have a wig or makeup or anything? I did, yeah. I wore a big wig. First one I could a find. A big wig? What, what do you mean? I thought the bigger it was, the less attention it would have on my face. And, you know, so I wore the biggest wig I could what, find. Was it like an town. afro or something? You, yes. It was a big afro. What colour was it? It was sparkly white and blue and green and all that. a rainbow afro. You're just an average looking yeah. Polish woman. <laughs> this is it. And I got to the... I just was completely overcome. I was frightening the children. <laughs> Crying my eyes out. So that one didn't work. Strike that off the list. Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> Any other suggestions? Well, I'll say the same thing to you that my father said to me when I ran over my dog. Just get a new one. What do you think of that, Roger? I'll consider it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, well, look, stay on the line because we've got okay. some other callers. Um... D, you've made some commands to the Cosmos, uh, but they haven't come to pass. Is that right? Hi. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my problem, Dave, was really that uh, I'm a woman in her late 30s. And what I want is uh, as a family. Let's not beat around the bush, mm. you know. Um, like a lot of women. Not that I'd age. be saying no yeah. to, to that at this point. Like what, a, 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 a beating around the bush? A beating around the bush, that's what I'm searching for, you know. But, you know, yourself, um, I want a babog. I want a baby, and yeah. I want it soon. Okay. So I have my mood, mood board, and as Just you can imagine... bunch of babies, Jam-packed full of babies. Yeah. Um, mood boards gathering dust, and uh, I, I want to kill him. <laughs> Dennis? I want to fucking murder him, yeah. Oh, okay. It's such a waste Tam- of money. <clears throat> What's you the know? language? Sorry. Um, Dennis, what, what's gone wrong here, do you think? Well, this lady is as gamey as a Protestant dinner. Uh, she is a bit too forward. Um, I saw her mood board. It, it was only A4 size. I told her specifically. It's A3, A3 or minimum. bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, I read that in your And I'll say the same thing to, that I said to her the first time. Men can smell desperation. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay, fair enough. But I think you should have taken that as a compliment when I pulled your pants down and did what I did. And, you know, stop making it like a bad thing on my part because that was a favour. Well, first of all, I I don't perform well under pressure. I said this to you at the time. I said if you had to give me a little bit of warning, we could have had a hell of a party. 
but you are too forward and let me uh, how do you say this delicately uh, a dead man never jumped out of an open window let me just put it that way the whole point of the cosmic commanding is you, you can ask for whatever no, you listen, want listen, it, it, ah, listen, it doesn't apply to all people it only really applies to people who are definitely going to probably do it anyway Okay, folks, I'm afraid we're out of time. I want to thank all of my callers today, but I especially want to thank Sophie Shanley, Peter McGowan, John Doran, and Kevin McGahern. Guys, do you have anything you want to plug? John? Nope. <laughs> okay. Editing's all now. Nope. Okay. Sophie? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm doing a few nights in the Aviva. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't think of luck. You don't you want to plug either? No. Peter? Uh, yeah, in January uh, yes. the 14th to the 18th? I'm doing a play called Personal Space Volume 2 with Stephen Culver and Hannah Mamas, two people who've been on the show before. And uh, it's like three, it's an anthology thing of three new plays. I did one of them last year and we're doing a whole new one now. Brilliant. Yeah, I saw that last year. Absolutely brilliant. Thanks, Dave. Can't wait to see the next one. Kevin? Um, Yeah, I'm doing a tour starting in January, January through March, kind of scattered around the country, almost like there wasn't that much planning involved. (laughs) Um, but for information on the tour just go to kevinmcgarren.com k-e-v-i-n-m-c-g-a-h-e-r-n.com brilliant okay thanks guys thank you to the Headstuff Podcast Network for having us and to John O'Farrell for our theme music that's all for this week thanks for listening this podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network